Welcome back, everyone, to Season 3 of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast, where we discuss a variety of topics surrounding mental health. In this season, we will be joined by incredible guests from all around the world and pillars of our community to discuss real topics and situations they have faced and how they dealt with it. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Season 3, Episode 5. Time flies when you're having fun with KMH podcast. <laughs> Today we are super excited. Uh, we are joined by the lovely and incredible Linda Kelly. And we also have Amanda Hampton, who is the KMH office manager and basically wrangles us on a day-to-day basis. Um, you guys are both heroes. So we're super excited to discuss um, something that's obviously like a topic that's very close to you guys is parenting in a pandemic. So there's lots to talk about and we have about half an hour to do this. So let's just kind of head right into it. So let's rewind and start talking about the very beginning and how this made you feel. We'll start with you, Amanda. So as a parent, um, how did the pandemic make, make you feel at the very beginning about a year ago now? I freaked out. I'll be honest. I completely freaked out. I, uh, I remember walking into Linda's office actually and breaking down. I think that was the first time I've ever broken down in front of her. Um, so I was scared. I didn't know what it was going to, um, you know, bring for us and our family, the, the schools being closed and us being essential workers. I did not know what that was going to look like. Um, so I was terrified what was going to happen what about for yourself, Linda? So obviously you have your son, Caius, and you are uh, excitingly pregnant now. So let's talk about uh, how you, it made you feel at the very beginning of all of this. Um, I have a thing about Caius where I, you know, as much as I really like being kind of free from him, like, hey, go to school. Now you're the government's problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I also have a very, like, I'm a little possessive over him. So I actually really appreciated the opportunity to have him home, to have him within my site. Like I know what he's up to all day, even if that did mean that I had to participate in online gym class with him, which was just, I mean, there's a reason that we don't buy these workout videos. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I think it was kind of like, it was like a retreat and uh, Mm -hmm. not, not a retreat as in a vacation, but a retreat from from the forward momentum where we had all been pushing forward for so long, like, like work, 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 and kids to daycare, kids to school. And it was like, okay, everybody just shut up for a little bit, calm down, bring it home. So it kind I of gave you some time to like kind of reassess and reevaluate everything. Hey, eh? like that's kind of the general theme that I've gotten from a lot of parents. I've, I've heard that, you know, fear was instantly instilled very similar to your reaction, Amanda, um, having those, you know, like those stressful moments and being scared and worried, right? This is the fear of the unknown. And we've kind of talked about it before in multiple podcasts, but discussing like that hypervigilance uh, state. So I'm sure a lot of parents kind of went through that. Um, so when, when you guys were kind of going through all this and different, different types of emotions, do you feel like your kids were picking up on that? Or like, how did that, like, how does that, how did that kind of work? Oh, absolutely. Cameron could totally tell that I was stressed out and he took full advantage of that. (laughs) What do you mean by that? So like, did he push your buttons? Do you mean that? Or did he, was he more consoling or like, so, so what is that? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) So he definitely pushed my buttons more because he knew that I was easily would just throw my hands up and say, Oh my God, whatever, just do what you want. 
because I was so stressed out with everything else. And uh, that was very much where my parenting style went for a while with both of my kids, just whatever they want to shut them up. Because I was focusing on so many other things that I just, I did not have the patience for the normal day-to-day things. And he knew that, you know, he would get that extra screen time because I was busy doing other things, trying to work from home, trying to manage the business, figuring out, you know, what that was going to look like working from home for everyone, trying to make all of those changes um, while trying to homeschool him, which was a freaking nightmare for me. I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, you know, Linda may have enjoyed it a little bit more than I did, um, but it fell to the parents and I, I didn't respond very well to that in the beginning mm-hmm. and Cameron definitely took advantage of that. Um, so it took us a while to get into a routine where I had to start saying no again and mm-hmm. that was a whole nother can of worms. <laughs> and we will definitely discuss that. Uh, Linda, what about yourself? Do you think like Kai's like picked up on anything like that? Like how was he kind of feeling? We've navigated our fair share of crises, my, uh, my dear son and I. So he, <laughs> he's, I, I'm very... I recognize how privileged I am in that I, you know, yes, I did have a lot of clients, but I was still kind of cutting down. I had this flexibility in my schedule where I could go home and work, but Amanda has two little ones that need someone breathing down their necks like all day long. And then she had all of us staff where she was trying to wrangle like the, the safety of the office and where people are going to work. And even just her fears that she communicated with me, like, are we going to survive this financially? And so I think she, for Amanda, she was carrying the weight of the world. But I mean, I've, I've been running this business for five years. At some point, you just kind of, you don't care so much. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll work out. It'll be fine. <laughs> And you know what? And I think, I think we all kind of felt that, right? Like even, I mean, we had multiple meetings, us three, and we were talking about, you know, things that we could do. And so we all had a lot of fears, you know, when this all kind of started. Um, and so I couldn't imagine, like, I'm, I have my two cat kids, like that was right. And I know most parents are going to be like, that's not comparable, but I'll tell you, man, those kids are nuts. Like they, I'm surprised they haven't come in this room and started yelling at me yet, <laughs> but obviously not comparable, but um, you know, it's, so it's very difficult. Like, I mean, even as animals we kind of talked about um you know they were even kind of like what the hell are you guys doing home so much like you know the animals were acting differently for a while there too now they're just used to it um so I mean obviously you guys felt that you know the the changes in in the kids and their attitudes and stuff and your parenting styles um so Amanda let's kind of talk about that like you recently wrote an article and you talked a lot about um your son acting out um so can you talk a little bit more about that Yeah, um, Cameron really, really struggled with the learning from home. Um, It took me quite a while to figure out what was going on. I noticed many behaviors coming out in him. He wasn't listening to simple tasks. And he was a very compliant kid before this pandemic hit. So that was really difficult for us. Like, what the heck is going on? Why are you not listening? Why are you fighting me on every little thing that I was asking him to do, he was starting to have daily meltdowns. And that was just not normal for him. Um, So yeah, it took me a long time to figure out what was going on, because I was so wrapped up in 
you know, the pandemic itself and all the changes that I was going through wasn't giving him that time that he needed. And I didn't recognize that in the beginning. Uh, so after, you know, having a conversation with him and educating him on just what the virus was and why all these changes were taking place, it really went a long way for him. And for me, understanding what he was going through, that he was going through isolation as well as myself. He was going through many changes. Um, he wasn't able to see his friends. He wasn't able to go to school. Uh, and he really needs that. We have learned that. So we opted to put him back in school this year because he didn't do good learning from home. And that in itself was a hard decision to make as well too, because you want to protect your kids. Um, but really it has been the best thing for him and his mental health and mine as well too. So that is what worked for our family. You know, I, I was talking to one of my other close friends and she, uh, her, her son's a little bit older. He's 10 and, um, he, they obviously, you know, all, all parents got, you know, the opportunity to like to opt their kid out of school. And he, I guess he brought home a letter and he looked at like my friend and said, mom, like I, I'm going to school. And so he didn't even give her an option. Like, and he's the same way. Like he doesn't learn even for myself. I'm, I'm a hands-on like visual learner. I need to be kind of like, I mean, I've adapted over time, but you know, growing up, I couldn't, I couldn't work from home being a kid, you know, not being able to, to see my friends and all that kind of stuff. And that's really, it's really difficult. And I don't really, like, I, I don't really, my head doesn't go um, to think about kids and what they're kind of going through. So thankfully, you know, you do have that relationship. Cameron is, you know, a little bit older and so you can talk to him. So Linda, what would you recommend for maybe parents that have a little bit younger kids? Like how, how would, how do you recommend talking to them and trying to explain to them about this pandemic? You know, that's probably the, the questions that have come at me since the beginning, since March, 2020. Um, I that's probably asked you about it a thousand times as well. You, so uh, John on radio, um, people on the internet, like I get random messages and it, it is often like, how do we make sure we're doing the right thing by these children? And so what I tend to say to people is let's look at this so, sort of from a, you know, bigger picture perspective, they are feeding off your emotions. So you got to handle yourself first. Uh, you have to set an example, you know, be a role model. Uh, children, again, they accept the reality that we present to them. So if we are panicking, they're going to panic. Um, if we are kind of commiserating and, and not that there's anything wrong with that, you could see on my Facebook feed, I'm all about the commiserating. Um, but if we're kind of complaining about you know, what we're missing out on, that's what they're going to be fixated on. So knowing that beforehand, I really tried to focus uh, with my son on look at how awesome this is, you know, okay, well, I have so many videos of us walking the dogs together, such a silly thing. But then at the end of the year, I'm looking back on these videos going, Oh, my God, he grew. He got, guys got so big this year, and we were together. And how cool was that? So it was like mm -hmm. everything that was going on in the world didn't really matter that much when we were able to focus on the here and now, us being together, you know, mm -hmm. thinking about it like 20 years from now, we might look back on this year and what am I going to want to remember? Let's mm -hmm. do that. And then even the thing about the masks. So we did the mask anxiety podcast and webinar. Yeah. 
and one of it's the actually on our YouTube channel. So if anyone yeah. hasn't seen it, please visit uh, Kelly Mental Health um, on uh, YouTube. Um, it's actually, I think, in our stories as well um, and the Instagram television on our Instagram page. So make sure you check it out because it's so, so helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and at the end of that one, we did talk about, you know, how to make it more palatable for kids. Kids have to wear masks. Well, let's make it fun. You know, let them pick out their own, make sure it's a good fit. Let's try to wear them at home so they get used to them. So it's not a shock when they go out, you know, things like that. And, and <laughs> some people will, you know, feel very sad about the fact that the mask and the, you know, being sort of afraid to be close to people is permeating our subconscious to the point that we watch TV shows and we go, oh, no, 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 don't hug. Oh, oh, no, wait, this is based in the 90s. <laughs> I, I, I totally do that. Right? I do that now. I cannot watch, like, t like TV is weird to me because I'm like, oh, my God, they're hugging. I was like, yeah. there's no masks. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like, uh, you know, these kind of, I'm wearing rose-colored glasses thinking about the time my son got in trouble for, like, hugging and kissing a girl at school. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. he'd be going down for that now. <laughs> <laughs> no and it's sad, but what you know, you have to set the example, make it sort of normal, uh, let them know that it's temporary, and and we will adapt because that's what we're good at. Mm -hmm. I noticed a lot of local, um, you know, businesses. I know, obviously, we've all seen on Facebook a lot of local businesses are very upset right now. Um, you know, with the new, uh, the new news of the restrictions and everything, and we will get to that. We'll touch on that a little bit in a few minutes here, but. Um, I've noticed a lot of them actually have um, like children's masks for sale. So they're kind of doing like superhero masks and stuff. And so I know, like, uh, thankfully, Amanda, I, I know, you know, Cameron, like he likes to wear his mask and, and which is, it's not an issue for him. So, but I also know that there are other parents um, that are struggling with the kids keeping on, on a mask. I went to um, Superstore and I saw a mom, she was trying to talk to her daughter and she had a young, you know, newborn in, in her cart in, in her basket not basket, you know what I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> just shopping with her baby in a car, <laughs> um, but I saw the daughter and her, and they were trying, she was trying to wrangle her daughter in Superstore, and I felt so bad, and so I think it's a lot of parents, there's different stages that parents are kind of all going through right now, right, so um, let's kind of talk about, let's skip ahead to, you know, this is where we're at right now with, now we just heard that there's new restrictions and parents in Northwestern Ontario are waiting to till January 20th, I believe, to hear about the announcement to see if the schools are being closed. Okay. Correct. So how are we feeling about this? Uh, this is like the millionth time I feel that I have been going through this. So that anxiety is kind of gone and I'm so grateful for that. Um, one thing the pandemic has taught me really is that we will figure it out. We will make it work home life, business wise. Um, we take what life throws at us and we make it work for us. So I'm hoping Cameron can stay in school. Um, I know that he doesn't do good at home and I know that I don't do good at home. Um, but if, <laughs> if we go back to that, we will have to. And I love spending time with my kids and my fiance, but I very much value being able to leave that house and come to work and see my coworkers and mm -hmm. talk to the clients on the phone and even see some of them face to face, you know, where it's necessary. So I like that work life balance mm -hmm. and I struggle when I don't have that. Um, but hey, I'm here and I made it. I made it through it the first time. So if it goes back that way, I know that we'll make it through it again. Uh, we'll all work together and figure it out. 
Go yeah. team, go. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you know, I just want to pipe in for a sec. You know what I noticed is different about this time than the first time we had the lockdown? Mm. Um, not only are people kind of more tired of it, but the first lockdown, it was just like, okay, everybody hunkered down, everything shut down. And it was like, we were all sort of, all right, let's go. Let's get on board. Everybody's doing it. Let's shut down essential only. And now with the new announcements, it's like non-essential businesses can be open. They can do curbside, but you're not supposed to be out of your house. So it's like this kind of, um, I think the government doesn't want to force businesses to close except for the recreational ones. And, but they're almost guaranteeing that the non-essential businesses will have little to no business. So if they're closing, it's their own choice. Therefore they don't get any government assistance. Like, I, I'm not really sure. Like, I think there's more confusion. It's like, hey, are we hunkering down or not? And I'm very yeah. confused with, with this, with these new restrictions. Um, I, we have a group chat, as you guys know, um, we have tons of different groups on, on our uh, work chat here. So we've, all of us have gone back and forth and like, we are very confused um, and trying to, you know, obviously Amanda and, and our admin staff have been working tireless, like tirelessly to contact clients and, you know, try to figure everything out and they have not stopped. And so they've been dealing with that and we're trying to figure out, you know, if, if, basically what it means I know that they mentioned about you know wearing masks outside but then one another article said you know only do it if you can't um like properly um social distance and so it's just this time around I think it was and even though the alert today let's all be serious here we we're we we're just talking and having a normal <laughs> conversation next thing you know our phones are all going off the radios are freaking going and it's just crazy so it's like I, I don't I this time around, I don't feel fear. Um, no. The first time I remember, I, I wrote an article in an in, in anxiety spiral. <laughs> so um, that's always going to be my <laughs> that's always going to be my memory of, of COVID. Um, but <laughs> I this time I don't. I'm not. I'm not scared. Um, I'm still very very much cautious. Obviously, I'm taking everything into consideration. Um, I, we're being safe, like myself and, and my family, as you guys know, I don't have a big family, so we're trying our best, but it's just, I don't feel fear. I'm just confused. Like, that's honestly what it comes down to. Like, and even us trying to go back and forth, trying to figure out what changed. Yeah, you know? that's how I feel. What, what has really changed here? Mm -hmm. Like, I was only going out for essential trips. I'm only going to work because mm -hmm. we're essential workers. Yeah. Um, you know, sessions are only taking place in person when needed. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really not changing too much for us, except added work of communicating to all the clients. Hey, <laughs> yes, exactly, do you need yeah. this in person or not? Mm -hmm. I work from home. I, I nothing, literally nothing has changed for any of these situations. Like in the last year, nothing in my life has changed um, at all. Other than, you know, I couldn't have a birthday. Like, but you know, that's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> and safety first. Um, but anyways, okay, let's get back to it. So I want to hop back into um, this, this lovely conversation with, with, with Linda here. So obviously, as um, some of you may know, Linda is which we're so excited for her, but she is pregnant right now. So Linda, how are you doing um, being pregnant in a pandemic? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, well, I mean, I, I have a, what's called a bumper group. So usually when people do get pregnant, they 
pick their due date month and then they join a group with all people with similar due dates and um, the things that I'm That's hearing really cool. from yeah it's a lot of support and it's a really cool because you know it'll normalize all the am I supposed to be feeling this is it baby or is it gas you know <laughs> all of those <laughs> symptoms so bumper groups are really helpful for that kind of thing but what I'm hearing from them is how hard it is when they're close with their family you know especially first-time moms like everybody's missing out on this um very few people are doing baby showers or they're doing virtual baby showers and then they're asking you know is, is this does this make me selfish does this make me a bad person to say hey send me stuff <laughs> you know um so there's that kind of stuff for me again I've, like ultimately throughout this thing i've been very introverted um when i am going through a pregnancy and i know this because i've you know been pregnant with caius before uh, I get very, very close to the chest. I, I get a little paranoid. <laughs> so I've been keeping to myself. I stay home. Uh, if I have to get groceries, I'm in and out. I'm super quick. I haven't visited anyone. Like I'm just, and it's not really a big interest for me. So me personally, it's not affected me except for um, basically the chances or the risks that I'm willing to take in being exposed. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm also very, very happy about how careful everyone has been at work and how we've stuck to these sanitization procedures. I don't have any concerns about being, you know, on the other side of the plexiglass with a client doing the work that we do. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's a big impact on other people that are close with family or they're missing out on these rites of passage. Mm -hmm. I, uh, a close friend of mine, she's doing a virtual gender reveal, um, next month mm -hmm. and we were kind of talking about that too and she said you know like this is her third her third child and she said she's like do do I do like a virtual you know um like baby shower and she's like how can I really ask stuff of people during a pandemic and I said I understand like I mean I, and I still I understand your your fears are valid obviously and, and your concerns but I think it's still a special time and I think that if we can like we're doing so much stuff on like virtually like all the, like look at all of us we're talking right now in three literally different areas of the city um <laughs> you know I think technology allows us to to do these types of things and I think that it's so special and you should still celebrate it so that's kind of where I'm at with that for her personally but um I just couldn't imagine and, and I and I respect you for for feeling like that and kind of being like, in, like introverted and stuff I probably wouldn't even leave my house for groceries I'd make my husband or whoever go get it for me. I've taken advantage of that and I've tried <laughs> the whole Instacart and the superstore pickup and that's mm -hmm. been not as efficient as I would have hoped. So yeah, I'm pretty much, we bought a cow. <laughs> <laughs> and I just worked my way through that. I'm like, it's okay. We, if, if we run out of everything else, we still got more cow. <laughs> we bought a cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guarantee you. I'm a welfare organization showing up at your house today after we post this. <laughs> it was already processed. It's technically already in beef. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. So anyway, whatever. I'm just saying, I got a freezer. I am very privileged to have a full freezer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, there you go. So, but, I mean, yeah. ultimately, like, I mean, I think parents are still going through a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm definitely not downplaying anything that you guys are going through. You guys are superheroes trying to, you know, maintain a healthy work-life balance, trying to maintain your relationships, trying to, you know, wrangle the children and make sure that they, like their needs are being met. I, I couldn't imagine doing it even for myself. I'm just one person and I'm already tired of my own self 90% um, of the time. 
So um, is there any, rec like, I guess, recommendations or um, any advice that you both would like to, we'll start with you, Amanda, um, any advice that you'd like to offer parents that may be kind of going through um, maybe difficult times right now? Yeah, well, for us, consistency is key. Um, my son is eight and my daughter is two and for both age groups. Uh, it really goes a long way. You know, as I mentioned previously, when this all happened, I was kind of just letting things slide and letting them walk all over us. And I created monsters. Um, so we are still now here almost a year later trying to redirect those behaviors and correct that kind of lifestyle. And my two-year-old is a little tyrant and she doesn't do anything that I want her to do. She's refusing dinner lately and stick to it. She doesn't eat her dinner. She doesn't get anything else. No snacks, nothing. Uh, she, I had to put her to bed last night for her own well-being <laughs> because I was ready to lock her up. I just, I hit that wall where I knew. And that is some advice for parents. When you know you're at your breaking point, put those kids away, put them to bed whatever you have to do put them in the uh, cupboard <laughs> well yeah no don't do that <laughs> but I did I put her to bed early um because all she did was cry and scream from the moment she got home I am not exaggerating by any means from five o'clock until I put her to bed at 6 30 I think it was which is early for her um she did not stop and I felt myself just ready to explode um, so I did, I put her to bed because I didn't want to lash out at her, um, as I would have in the beginning when this all started, you know, that that's where I would go. I was yelling, I was angry and it wasn't working. Um, so yeah, consistency is definitely key. Stick to it. Cut yourself a break. Um, you're allowed to break down. You're allowed to be upset and angry. Um, don't be so hard on yourself because I really was. And now that I cut myself some slack every now and then I find I feel better. My kids are happier. Um, you know, we're maintaining a better at home life and uh, generally everybody's just happier all around. So oh, cut yourself awesome, that yeah. slack. That's, that's biggest for me because I wasn't doing that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I like how you wrote that in the article at the very end, you know, cut yourself some slack and do the best you can. And I think that's really important because I'm sure a lot of parents, you know, they have, have that feeling of guilt. I mean, even for yourself, I know you, Amanda, and I know you as a parent. So putting her in bed at 6.30 last night, you're probably like, I'm a horrible mom. But with that being said, <laughs> it probably calmed her down, right? Like she she needs to understand it. It's a way of like learning in a sense for her and it works for her. So yeah. I think that that, uh, that message to parents is, you know, is really powerful right now, especially with like what everyone's going through. Well, you but really have to look, sorry, you really have no, to no. look at it though. If I would not have put her down in her calm, safe space, she would have been up with me and I would have been yelling at her because I knew I was hitting that point where I just, I couldn't make, remain calm anymore. Um, so yeah, you got to look at it like that. They're in their safe space. They're a lot happier there than downstairs with you where you're just yelling at her the whole time. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying? There's something wrong. <laughs> so. What about uh, for you, Linda? What would you recommend to, um, to some parents right now that are, that are feeling some emotions and kind of struggling and the fears? And Well, you know, apart from I, I apologize if I downplay some of the some of the issues. I think when you ask me personally how I'm doing, I, I minimize. Um, but I mean, I did try to sit my son down and give him a haircut the other day, and I ended up throwing the scissors at the wall and kicking him out of the room. So, 
because it's mm, it's itchy it's itchy and I'm like get out <laughs> <laughs> um hormones don't help with that but I I think Amanda's really really hits the nail on the head there you have to make room for yourself you have to acknowledge the impact that this is having on you especially again this time this newest lockdown began after Christmas and we were all I think most people were committed to like okay Christmas is done we'll hunker down we won't do anything for a couple of weeks and then it's like oh well you get rewarded with another month of this and then perhaps even schools mm-hmm. will be shut down again. So it's just like, wait a minute, you can't, right? You can't try any harder. So, and you're also trying to do all of the things you're supposed to do for their development. And, you know, is he learning? Is he, you know, accomplishing things? Is he going to be able to keep up with the class next year? Because everything's just, there's just so much that we're taking on. And so you have to make room for yourself. When a newborn baby is crying, it's crazy little head off. Sometimes you have to put an earplug. Sometimes you have to put them in their safe space and leave the freaking room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to, and that's not bad. That is you being proactive and, you know, you've got to save yourself, put on your own mask first, you know, put on what you have to, to be able to survive this because they need you. So yeah, it's really important that we're not wearing ourselves down entirely, that we're changing our expectations to be a little lower, a little bit more reasonable. So we're not beating ourselves up if we're not, you know, a plus perfect, because what is perfect these days anyway? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you make really valid points. Um, What would you recommend? I know we kind of talked with we talked about, you know, being pregnancy in the pandemic, I really like how you mentioned that, you know, you, you, you do, you are part of a lot of support groups and, and groups on Facebook. And I always end up forgetting about them. Like, and it's, I actually just joined a grief support group. Um, and I think it's going to be really, it's very interesting. There's lots of articles on there. So I like how you recommended, you know, join a support group, but is there anything else that you can recommend for, you know, new, other newly pregnant moms that are maybe worried, um, or pregnant, you know, a little far along pregnant moms? Um, is there anything that you can recommend to them like, like right now and their emotions? Well, my recommendation really is kind of uh, ambivalent. It's very strong in both directions. Number one, you should try to get as much information as possible so that you are as informed as possible. You know, you're talking about things like uh, being prepared to go to the hospital or if you're not doing a hospital, having the right support when you're going to be at home, making sure that, you know, everything is covered. Um, but then on the other hand, Google can also be your biggest enemy because it can scare the bejesus out of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so, hate Google for that reason. I love Google, but I hate it. I'm such a right. contract. Like I will live on that thing. It's horrible. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's why it's like, it's important to, yes, equip yourself with the information you need, but don't go down the rabbit hole. Know and acknowledge when you are getting too much information to the point that you are freaking out and this is no longer helpful. It's kind of like when I talked about um, there's a support group for children of borderline parents, excellent actual support groups because the people share stories about, you know, what they're going through and you go, yes, I went through that too. And then eventually as you kind of get through the fog and you heal from this thing, you can't read those stories anymore because it's like, this is no longer helpful. I needed it for the validation, but now it's no longer helpful. I need to move on. And that's what I mean about getting information for what's coming and what you need to do. Be aware, be equipped, and then shut it off and focus on bringing a little bit of joy into your life. 
I love it. I'm going to take that as your final thought. I really <laughs> appreciated it today. Um, I will say this, we do have um, a lot of articles that are available on the Kelly Mental Health uh, Foundation website. Um, it's linked in there. It's through actually it's linked through the Kelly Magazine blog. Um, there's tons of stuff written by, I guess, our entire team, even outsourced as well. Sometimes we've had um, some submissions kind of submitted to us and they're incredible articles with a lot of, um, you know, education and knowledge um, and people that have gone through a lot of similar things. Something else I found just because we don't um, have a lot of articles um, about, you know, toddlers and children. Um, we do have a couple, but if you guys are looking for some more information, I actually found a website. It's called healthychildren.org. Um, all of the articles on there are submitted by uh, powered pediatricians and trusted parents. And it's actually a really incredible, uh, great source for a lot of information. There's um, a separate little section for COVID-19 so it really talks about you know caring for your children and youth you know with um, special health care needs during the pandemic it talks about even you know how to keep your children you know or educating your children on keeping distance caring for your children that are in foster care even there's tons of actually really cool articles on there and very educational articles that I think would be helpful so if you can check it out um, obviously you guys know where to find us www.kellymentalhealth.com we have a million things on like that we post on our website and on our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, and we have therapists that are able to basically create a comfortable situation for you. So at this point in time, if you are willing and want to do telephone sessions or, you know, any kind of remote sessions, they are available to you. So call us today at 807-767-3888. I think there you go <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and uh, reach out to us because we can uh, we can definitely try to help and uh, help you on this journey because it's very difficult for a lot of us right now so I thank you ladies for your time um, I really do appreciate it I know how crazy busy you are um, wrangling everyone and doing you so I will let you go until next time we will talk to you guys later